I oh. think we're covered. Cool is that? It's pretty snazzy, really. This uh, high tech and gizmo. and we're at the blue turf. I know blue turf. The Albertsons Field for the Boise. Are they Buffaloes? No, but it starts with a B. What is the name of them? It was just. It's on the end of the field. It is, and it's so funny that you ask because I know until you ask. I know it's right down there. I just can't believe I can't remember. I think it is buffaloes. I'm going with buffaloes. Bison, bison, maybe bison. Nice, bee, you know, whatever. For the people who listen in Australia, they think bison is what they wash their face in or brush their teeth. <laughs> in the bathroom, there's a bison. There's a bison. <laughs> That's how they say it. <laughs> Safety moment. Ah, safety moment. What am I talking about? It's not safety moment. That's crazy talk. Sorry. I owe you an apology. This is the full blown pod. Today's Matt Comfort Day. Are you excited? I am, kind of. I am. So, the answer to the question that I couldn't answer in the introduction because I'd lost my mind is Bronco. It's not bison. It's not buffalo. It's not bull. It's not bear. It's Bronco. Boise Broncos. Thank you. I got that out of the way quickly. Before everyone could write and tell me, I, we, I didn't know. I just didn't know at the time. This is the podcast, and today we're going to talk a lot um, with Matt Confer, kind of a check-in. So he was actually recording his podcast, and so when he recorded his podcast, I asked if I could also record it for my podcast, and so now we have a double podcast. It's twice the fun. That's all I'm going to tell you. And man, does he have a snazzy, you wear little Madonna headsets and hook up to some gizmo that digitally records your voice, and it is pretty swank. That's all I'm going to tell you. It was swank. Although the Madonna headset, I don't know. I think it just it, it detracts away from my ability to dance. Now, it makes me a better dancer. That's how it works. So how are things going? It is uh, It is right now, we're, we're sort of in the, uh, we're, we're moving from February, the shortest month of the year, 28 days, into March, where March winds doth blow, and we shall have snow. What will the robin do then? I am uh, ready for winter to be over, and uh, the world is a crazy place. I mean, I, it's it's just unbelievable to me how much could go on every day. It's kind of like we're overwhelmed with it, and I don't know. It's something I think about. I, I think I think about it a lot. But but uh, th- that's I don't know. That's dep- let's not talk about that. That's depressing. So what what news do I have for you? Well, you know, my life is quite um, interesting now. Because uh, I lost my fancy pants status on United Airlines. Because if you make fun of an airline publicly enough times, they will get back at you. And they did. Fair enough. That's how this game's played. I went into it eyes wide open. I was ready. Here's something I'm going to tell you. I didn't realize how psychologically manipulated I was by my airline's loyalty program until I lost it. You'd think I'd be mad. I mean, I probably... I probably should be disappointed, but actually what I learned is they make you jump through a lot of hoops to keep you spending money with them. And it's a trick. It's just a trick. It's, it's like the subway card makes you go back to get 10 of them so you can get the free subway. I'm not sure what I think about how powerful organizational incentives are in driving behavior. But it's weird. You don't know how strong they are until they take them away from you. 
And then you realize, wow, they really had me going there. I mean, they they were they were using trickery on me for sure. But now I'm just I'm in the back of the plane, just like everybody else. I am just I'm with the with the great unwashed masses, and you know what? It's fine. The plane is just as uncomfortable in the back as it is in the front. Or maybe I should say it this way: it's just as uncomfortable in the front as it is in the back. And so, for domestic flights in the United States, I'm not sure I even sense a difference. That's that's how crazy it is. So, but I, I'm I'm airing my laundry. Um, maybe I'm doing talk therapy. Maybe I'm talking my way out of being upset. That could be. That could also be the case. Uh, either way, um, it's been a really interesting adjustment, but not a bad adjustment. I, I don't feel like this is bad. I mean, it's it's good. So let's go with that. You want to? So I'm going to talk to Matt today, and Matt and I are going to talk about where they are on the journey to sticky, or away from sticky, maybe. Um, journey away from sticky. If you don't know what sticky is, look it up. It's worth looking. It's, uh, it's, it's a valuable thing. Matt's going to talk to you a lot about where they are around this idea of building capacity. And in that industry, he's a utilities guy, in that industry, capacity matters greatly. I mean, immensely. And so I think you'll find this podcast not only um, entertaining, it was fun to do for sure, but also pretty enlightening. And if it does both those things, uh, could not be happier. That is a good thing to be sure. So check it out. See what you think. Anything, everything going good with you? I mean, are things great? Um, I'm always curious if you have any ideas for the podcast this year because uh, I'm always looking. Even if I'm full and my agenda is packed, I always have room for another good idea. And you guys give me the best ideas. There's no question about that. It's been fun, you guys, this year so far. Um, I, I'm thinking about it. I got nothing. So I got no complaints, only goodness. I'm trying to be grateful. And grateful is really a great place to be. And generous, because generous seems to make a huge difference. So I talked about that before. That That's kind of my driver for this year. But mostly I'm trying to hang out with you guys more and uh, take it a little easier. That's good. So so let's listen to Matt. Matt and I were sitting on stools at the club level of the Boise State. It's actually called the Albertson Stadium, and the field is truly blue in Boise, Idaho, where the Boise Broncos play football. We're sitting on these little stools in the middle of a hallway having this conversation. See what you think. I'd be curious to see what your input is. Here we are. This is uh, Todd Conklin and Matt Comfer talking about safety stuff. Careful, so. How's it going, my man? Great. This is well, your podcast, so you have to be the boss. This of is it. my podcast. No, this is be, our podcast. You have to be the boss of it. Well, welcome to the Capacity Model Podcast. We're super excited to have you here. Um, thanks for just taking the time. You know, we did a little speech today with the Northwest Lyman College and really talking about capacity and the capacity model. So, um, first off, introduce yourself. Who are you? So, Todd Conklin. I've known you a long time, and I'm honored. Really, truly honored to be a part of the journey you guys and Quan are doing. Just because I think you guys, it's interesting to me how you've just set the standard for we're just going to do this better and differently. And you're just, you're just going for it. The course I saw today is incredible. I can't, that would be we're, so much fun to take that class. We're super proud of it. The uh, curriculum department has done a tremendous job. You know, we married um, our 
I'll say experts and house right. safety experts. We've been studying this along with you for a couple of years now, got our knowledge up and then married them into a curriculum department with adult education. Super proud of where it stands today. And then you have the horsepower, the instructors, the mobile instructors yeah. to go out and teach it. And they're volunteering to teach it. This is exciting stuff. I mean, it's really yeah. cool. We, we are pumped. Uh, I really believe, I said this this morning, I really believe that this model won't only change our industry. It'll change safety management. And to my knowledge, there's nobody that's put curriculum together for a field level oh, like this. So is that this correct? Is, yeah, this is super. Well, the question I'd ask you is, what got into you guys to put curriculum together? I think most safety programs, honest to goodness, don't think of curriculum. I mean, I think big consultants that want to charge you a bazillion dollars write curriculum because right. they can sell it. I mean, that's something to sell. But I think most safety programs don't have. I mean, what what guy, what made you have this idea? Well, it's interesting, and it's been a long journey. First off, you know, our CEO has said, and when we purchased NLC, our CEO said, I want transformational. I don't want transactional. We just check the boxes. And he really has a vision of when we train, we're going to educate, and it's going to shift the way we do work. Wow. So, I mean, visionary, He's he's been awesome. That's crazy. I, I mean, that's so cool. It is, and um, I've been around NLC for many years, even prior to my time at Quan, and really found the value of, you know, proper education, adult learning techniques, Yeah, which is just super cool. So I've been a safety professional 20-some years longer than I like to admit, and I used to create PowerPoints, and yeah. I'd pass around the uh, sign-in sheet because that's the most important thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Check that box because i got to load it into the database. So you're not, if you didn't sign the roll sheet, you're not in the class. You're not in the class, and that's the most important thing that, that we did. And I thought I was training, and really what I was doing, I was sharing some information, how much retention was going on, probably very little. Yeah. Well, developing, using the the foundations of adult learning theory and developing a course that has objectives and a clear goal and is instructionally designed. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. And it's going to be interesting to watch what happens because it's a, it's, it's, it's saying we're going to take this. I, I mean, Duke said it best. It's transformational. Yeah. It's not transactional. Yeah. It's not saying be more careful. It's saying here's how we're going to look at safety differently. And yeah. I think that's remarkable. I don't think anybody else in the world's doing it. Yeah. And I think it's, super interesting we're uh we're we're pumped we really are uh the, t- the team's done a great job but we're just getting started and my personal belief is if we're really going to make this paradigm shift is what we're calling it's a paradigm shift the way we look right look at this stuff. and that's exactly what it is if we don't do really good foundational training and go slow we're going to do it the same way we've done it for the last 20 years we have to it, and I study this stuff. I'm a safety geek. I, I love what I do. And it took me a while to come around to, hey, this is really where we need to go. And you think about a foreman who I've beat up for the last 20 years yeah. about discipline and yeah. accountability. And, and all those things are important, right? But now we're shifting that. And if we just walk out with a PowerPoint and stand up and say, ah, the new flavor of the month's here, that's exactly what it's going to be. So we're trying to go slow, methodical to get this paradigm shift. What's the class going to look like? Walk me through it or not through it, but I mean, give me the concepts. So first off you have capacity model 101 or we call it TCM 101. And this is just awareness level training. It's 30 minutes. And right now we're blanketing our employees around the globe with just the knowledge around sticky energy wheel, human performance and just base knowledge. 
So up to this point, all we've done, and, and your podcast listeners and our employees and our listeners for sure have heard us talk about Sticky and all this exciting stuff. And it is, but all we've really done to this point is Sticky Discussions. We've asked three things. What's what, the shit yeah, that's going to kill you? What are you doing about it? And is that enough, right? So we spent 90 days, 120 days, just with management and safety people, first conversation when they go to the field. What are those sticky discussions, right? And it's really resonated with the workforce. What are you learning? We're learning that they want to talk to us about this. God, they open up, right? Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, there's not, I can't tell you one specifically thing, one specific thing that we learned, except, oh my goodness, you're here to talk about something that's really important. Yeah, something. And they me. know it's important. I'm not talking about, you know, wheel chalk or cleaning the truck. Yeah. Now, before I leave, I might mention the wheel chalk, <laughs> but the most important thing that we're doing is talking about sticky. And then we, so now we did that for 90 days or so, and now we're doing capacity model 101, blanketing, getting the foundation set for the shift, right? And now um, you'll see 102 come out. We're doing train the trainers for 102 around North America right now. We've got 11 of them scheduled in the next uh, six weeks. The basis of 102 is getting sticky in the energy wheel into the job briefing process. Yeah. <clears throat> By the time we get through this, our job briefings should look completely different. And more importantly, the look of them is the discussion and the conversation that right. that crew has. Right. It's really focusing on where that high energy. Yeah. And, and then what are you doing about it? Yeah, where the controls are yeah. in place. And then and then where will you take it from there? So after that, so, you know, we call it soak time on operational learning right, and stuff. Right. This is going to be soak time. I wish I could tell you exactly. We're going to have the curriculum done for absolute controls and operational learning or learning teams sometime late summer. We're going to gauge at that point and say, are we ready for it? And just see. There will probably be some operating units in, in the Qantas system that says, I'm ready, let's go. Um, but we're going to wait and make sure we do it right. Um, when we kick this thing off, and uh, people that were, were been with me on this journey will tell you, I said, ah, oh, this is a six-month project. <laughs> it's been two years, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah <laughs> what are you learning what what's changed in the way you think about it? oh man it it changes so on a personal level it changes the way i look at every job site yeah it's crazy isn't it's it? it's crazy really, you really look differently at stuff i agree i you know it, just the other day i was crossing the street with my son nine-year-old son and he had his back to traffic and he's standing right on the curb and I said, son, we have no capacity for failure right now. The only thing saving you is that driver not making a mistake. So I had a little capacity model speech, you know. And my my family probably gets tired of hearing yeah, exactly. the capacity model speech. I was like, let's pull back. But it just changes the way we look yeah. at everything. You know, it's a, opened up the conversations with our employees. I think our employees really respect where we're going. I hope they do. Um, and it's all about just bringing well, them what kind of, That's a good question. What kind of feedback are you getting from people who've been exposed to it? What are your employees saying? Everything has been positive. Now, I keep asking, it's like, give us the negative stuff too. Now, there's been tweaks. So you need to say it here or not there. You know, tweaks in right, the, of the way we deliver it. Of course. But the message has been so well received from the president level down. Um, you know, when you just talk about sticky to the crew they and get you get, they get it and they're like, this is great. And then you show them the energy wheel and this is just a tool to help you identify the hazards. And then we get into, all right, well, let's talk about controls. And right now we're not being real prescriptive on controls. We're just saying, do you have controls in place and getting their mind thinking about, I got to have controls. So it's been, it's been great. 
and you'll move eventually to these absolute controls, these vital controls or central controls, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, there's a bunch of names out there. We're, we're at absolute controls, but yeah. Because it must spell something, does it? <laughs> it That's so you guys. Well, <laughs> if it, it doesn't spell sticky or... It's the ACE environment, absolute course, controlled environment. Of course. So when you go out to a job site, we can high five, you aced it. Yeah, you aced it. That's brilliant. I mean, yeah. that's brilliant. And that's cool. Do you see this change changing other things in the company does it change the way you do work does it change the way you plan work does it change the way you manage work i think it definitely changes the way we plan work i think some of the other stuff is yet to be determined you know how involved are your leaders across your organization in in having the same training i mean because that's a really good question it's a really good question and it's hard to get those leaders to sit down so it's interesting so we just came out of our annual meeting president's meeting where all of our presidents came into town i did a panel discussion on the capacity model and i put picked a um you know four or five presidents that i knew were at different stages in adoption of the capacity model i wouldn't say buy-in because everybody's kind of bought in but yeah yeah i agree so but from that discussion, you know how many presidents have called and said, I think I'm behind. What am I doing to catch up? I got to get going. Oh, so geez. it's been really, really good. I've had great engagement from the leadership. Are you learning as you roll it out at each little separate business unit and sort of taking that learning back in and succeeding in the next rollout better than you did the last rollout? Yeah, we're just now starting to see that and sharing lessons learned. Mm-hmm. So we've had a couple operating units that are you know, a little further down the road. Mm-hmm. So we've just started it. It's not been widespread yet. Are they piloting these programs out with with aggressive crews? Are you seeing crews go out and test stuff so you get good data? Um, yeah, we haven't got there yet. I mean, so we just rolled out 101. Right. So you'll see one or two of our operating units are just a step above. And they've run pilots, but I can't really, you know, talk who's, to who's their results. Who's teaching this stuff? Is it safety people or who is it? So it's interesting. So the capacity model 101 is just awareness level. Right. You, so can, you can train it. We can actually do it online. Right. So that's really cool. 102, um, we are training the trainers. So it's really op- up to our operations folks who they want trained. Excellent. Many times it's safety and training, of course. Um, sometimes it's some operational people. But we're co-teaching that with a subject matter expert and an adult educator. Oh, see, that's so brilliant. we're blending in adult education methods into the capacity model delivery. So when we go out and do that, we actually get retention of the material, or that's the hope. Right. No, that'll be the hope. I mean, yeah, bringing that expertise in is really cool. So what do you think? What are you learning? Uh, I'm, I'm super I, curious what it's like to be at this point. It's, it's um, I think I said that's just exciting right now. Well, you can feel it. Like today in this presentation we did today, you can feel it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different place. So what I'm learning is this takes time. Yeah. And patience, and, patience, patience, patience. and I'm not patient with this stuff, <laughs> especially when you're having significant events. Right, of course. Um, we got to get after it, you know. So I think patience, um, getting senior management bought in, understanding the direction, taking the time, understanding that it took safety professionals time to yeah. change their thinking. Yeah, and sometimes they're the hardest group. I yeah. think they take the most time. Has it changed the way you do investigations yet? Because it seems like it would. Looking at your algorithm, the little chart where you have sort of identify the sticky yeah. and then identify the controls. and So definitely we're looking at all the incidents differently than mm-hmm. we ever have. We have started our first operational learnings kind of in a controlled environment. We're not widespread with it. Just some narrow couple of folks that are doing those. And it definitely, I mean, 
we look at those things completely different. The results that we're getting out of them next to an RCA is just mind-blowing, yeah. honestly. So my guess is, and this is my guess, but I would think your investigations are just completely different yeah. and a million times better. So uh, i give you an example. We had a um, significant event late last year we're just finalizing kind of the uh lessons learned training that comes out of that right 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 the last five slides of that talks about how we can build capacity and to this task right that's perfect it it like blew me away so anyway theory because your analysis is different and because you're learning different things your corrective actions and your path forward, your strategy after events yeah. should be a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, a lot easier because it becomes really obvious what you need to fix, and it almost never includes fixing the people. It's almost always like get them better this or do this better, plan this better. Exactly. You know, a root cause analysis before would say don't touch that. Right. Now what our learning's coming out is let's put barriers up to keep yeah. you from getting there. Yeah, yeah right? perfect. So th- I got to ask you. Um, Anything, man. I'm so here. You're, and, you're, and we have little Madonna headsets I know. On. No one knows this because they can't see us. But we look cool. I know. We look really cool. <laughs> so tell me, you're out in the industry. You're running around the country, around the globe. Right. What are you seeing in this? So no one's had the ability and the foresight, the vision that you've had to actually codify it in adult learning methods and create a course syllabus for it. But the world's really changing yeah. and it's kind of interesting because the whole notion of this new view of safety is now permeating everything. Yeah. It's not just oil and gas. It's not just utilities. It's construction. It's governments now are starting to look at it. And two things are happening that I think are worthwhile. One is that we're definitely seeing it have impact around fatalities and serious events. Right. And it will because yeah. fatalities are a, uh, Fatalities are not a lack of prevention. They're a lack of control. Are you seeing somewhere where these methods have started impacting lowering fatality significant incident yeah. rates? Yeah. yeah, a bunch of places. Yeah. And what's interesting, and this, Matt, is really interesting, is that injury numbers are staying constant or often increasing, which makes sense when you think about it. But fatalities or potential fatality events right. are dramatically reducing and it's not luck it's the presence of safeguards yeah so the controls are in place so what what would have been what would have been a horrible tragedy well i'll give you an example there's a utility company that last january january of 2019 they were doing pole top rescue training the annual refresher right you guys have we do it all the everybody time everybody has yeah. to do it right and they had an old guy uh, oldest seems painful now <laughs> our age guy right <laughs> who doesn't really climb very much it's not his job anymore right. he's he's not he's a moved past that but he's climbing because he wants to stay certified so he climbs up and he's just on a, a climbing belt and he steps out of his belt falls backwards hits his head on the pole goes unconscious and drops 14 feet on his head and that was a horrible horrible accident yes the company responded by asking linemen what they should do differently and recognizing that this problem will exist. It wasn't a problem of an older worker or a younger worker. It really was a problem of gravity. And the linemen got together. They determined what was sticky, and then they picked what controls they wanted. And they eventually, as crazy as this is going to sound to the people who listen to this, the linemen asked for harnesses. Which is, I mean, that's yeah. that's crazy talk. 
the company got them harnesses, and this year, 2020, January, during their pole top rescue training, they had another worker fall. Only this time, they rescued him, no injury, no problem. Yeah. The company, the the senior management of this company, is just well, they're they're awestruck, and they're on fire to do more of this. Uh-huh. And it's because a couple early adopters really in operations, uh, the safety guys were super supportive and they're great. Right. But the ops people said, we want to do this new stuff. We want to, we want to try this differently. We want to put a learning team on this first accident, which traditionally that accident would have been old guy, inexperienced, shouldn't be on the pole. Right. No <laughs> old guys can climb poles. We want to learn from it. And the, the advent of the harness and now that the event happened and the guy didn't die the second time, now the support for the harness and the diffusion of the harness in the field is just, it's 100%. Those are the stories you're starting to hear. And right. those aren't stories you would have heard even five years ago. Yeah. I mean, you just wouldn't have heard that story. Um, you mentioned the learning team. So I just asked you a question about that learning team. Is that Was that just a different way that they looked at the yeah. investigation yeah. or did they bring in an expert? That no, just didn't. a different, I would say learning team. I, I'm not sure what learning team means. Right. What I think it means, if you ask me, is bringing a group of people that work and do the job, about half of them friendly and about half of them not friendly, right. into a room and saying two things. We have a problem, and we don't have a clue what to do. Help us solve it. Right. And that's kind of what they did. They brought in pretty – they had a group of eight linemen, which is a lot of linemen. They brought this group in and just said, this can't happen again. I mean, one of their buddies, I mean, it was a horrible accident. Right. So one of their buddies really paid the toll. Mm-hmm. They grew from it. And I think that's that's important. Now, I would suggest that that what that organization is going to have to do is go back and understand why that worked. Because the organization itself doesn't understand. But it changed senior leadership. Right. I mean, senior leadership is 100%. I mean, they're not, they're not saying Duke words. I wish everybody would say Duke words. They're not saying transform us Mm -hmm. right but they are kind of yeah that's the change you'll see and it's those that's the one thing i think that's really going to be contingent on you is that it's the success stories that you can tell after that are really going to be the most important reinforcement of the confidence and the capacity that the people have to do the work so when you start talking about stories where this accident two years ago would have killed a guy and it happened yesterday, and the guy's back to work today. Yeah. I mean, those stories, I think, are really a good story to tell. You know, one of the things that we've learned in our early work with operational learnings is, um, while it is a different um, procedure, a different process on a root cause analysis, the key to that is who's standing up in front right. and facilitating right. the conversation. Who makes it happen? you got to be a facilitator. I agree. You you know, you can't go in with an edge. You can't go in with any bias. Yeah, and these Here's guys, the problem. These guys, the ops people that were interested in being better, they facilitated. I mean, they put the team together. Yeah. And they actually got their CEO to kick it off. Nice. Which is relatively a big deal in utilities. Yeah. Because I mean, it doesn't happen that often. But I think you guys are – I see learning teams as an outcome – 
to actually building the core fluency around the comp, the capacity model. So you're, I think you're doing it right. I think, I think, well, you can do a learning team anytime you want to, and yeah. you do, that's not a problem, yeah. but I think you want to, you want to build that fluency around what it is we're trying to do and how we're looking at the problem differently. And then when things happen, learning teams are a tool they can pull out of their quiver and just yeah. solve it any moment. And when we get really good at them, we're going to do it on the good days too. Yeah. Well, that's right. that's going to be that's, like the – For you guys, that's the secret. To, yeah. to me, the thing I'll tell you that th- where this is going to have value, I don't know how to measure it. Yeah. Because it's going to be a bunch of guys sitting through one of these trainings who change their mind on how they're going to look at normal work. Yeah. And you'll never know this happened. But they'll go out and say, let's actually manage capacity first, and then what will happen is nothing. And there's if nothing happens, there's nothing to report up to you guys, so they're not going to call corporate. They don't even want to call corporate anyway, right? But they're not going to call you at all. So those changes, I think, those are the ones that you just have to have faith and believe are happening every day. Yeah, and those are going to be the ones that I think that's a story you can't tell, but that's a story that needs to be told. Yeah, for sure. It's um, there's we've we've had a couple early things that we've learned. We did a, a learning team or operational learning at one of our operating units, and we did a very similar thing. We brought in senior management to kick it off. This is a safe space. Let's try to solve the problem because obviously we haven't been able to solve yeah. it without you because yeah, yeah, yeah. we've tried yeah, for we've years. We've tried everything. <laughs> and now let's bring in the people to actually do it. It just makes sense when you step back and look at it. But we kicked that meeting off, and then there was some people that were like spectators. They just wanted to see their curious, not harmful whatsoever, but the room wouldn't open up. Oh, yeah. Cause- so it was like, time out, guys. You're going to have to go out and just get a safe space with that moderator or facilitator and just – figure the problem out and yeah, we got great solutions in fact the best thing the senior leader i told this to the senior leader that had the, the pull top rescue problem i said the best thing you did is you kicked it off and you left yeah and he said well i would have stayed and yeah. i said no i'm not this is not a secret agenda to get you to stay what's important is you left yeah i trust you be honest with us i'm leaving so uh ask you a question because uh, yes, i sir. get this all the time and i know you get this question what's capacity well, you heard me define it today. I think you should define it like that now. Just so, so here's, what, here's what I told the guys today. For those of you who are listening out in Quantaville, wherever you're listening, is I said the best way, and I've thought about this a bunch because people ask me what capacity means, and I'll grant you absolutely, Matt, that I'm not sure the word capacity is a very meaningful word. I mean, we have to give it meaning, right? We do. Because it's yeah. a big word. But here's what I said. The best way to describe capacity is the next time you go to the grocery store, buy all your food, Put it all on a little conveyor belt and have the checker check it out. And as the checker's scanning food, the last thing you put on the conveyor belt is toilet paper. And when they get to the toilet paper and they're about to scan it, look the checker in the eye and say, is that enough toilet paper for the amount of food I bought? (laughs) That, Matt, is the definition of capacity. That's truly capacity. So, Todd, you're uh, speaking to 40,000-plus employees around Quanta right now. you got a parting shot. What do you want to leave us with? Two things. One is I think the only two things that capable and competent high-risk workers manage is confidence and capacity. The confidence to believe you can do the work right, well, effectively, in all kinds of conditions, and the capacity to fail. The one thing that your workforce has is confidence, and now what you're giving them is the capacity to actually fail elegantly, fail gracefully. Right. Think about it that way. Thanks for your Sticky time, sick. man. This was fun. Thank you, and uh, really thanks for the work that you're doing in the industry. You have 
forever changed the way that safety oh, works so around the globe, but really so specifically sweet. in North America. So thanks for everything. Thank you, man. Aw, shucks. You're too kind, Matt. That is completely too kind. I promise you I'm not that guy. I'm one airline magazine ahead of you. That's all I am, just one airline magazine ahead of everybody else. But that was the podcast. What a fun one, man. Anytime you can hang out with Matt, you should do it. That's my highest advice to you. And that's about it. I'm way over time. So sometimes I'm short, sometimes I'm long. This one I'm long. So I should probably thank Matt for all he's doing, and they're doing great work there. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, tell your friends. The podcast is growing by leaps and bounds. It's a double growth. Until then, have as much fun as you possibly can. Learn something new every single day. And for goodness sakes, be safe.